and welcome to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition, where we aim to maximize your understanding and minimize your need for memorization. Each episode will recap content, skills, and test-taking tips to help you succeed in May. I'm your host, Melanie Kingett, and your recap starts now. Hi, and welcome to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition. Today's episode will recap galvanic and electrolytic cells. Let's zoom out. We're in Unit 9, Applications of Thermodynamics. Topic 9.7, our big idea is energy. Have you ever built a lemon battery? It is one of those classic grade school or science fair experiments that we all should have done. No? Well, what are you waiting for? Get a lemon, a copper nail or penny, a galvanized nail, preferably with zinc, and some copper wires. Lemon batteries are an example of an electrochemical cell, more specifically, a galvanic cell. Let's zoom in. We need to distinguish between two types of electrochemical cells, galvanic, also called voltaic cells, and electrolytic cells. Galvanic cells convert energy released by thermodynamically favored redox reactions to electrical energy, which we can then, for example, use to power a flashlight. Electrolytic cells, on the other hand, involve thermodynamically unfavored redox reactions. These type of cells convert electrical energy, which needs to be supplied externally, to chemical energy in order to initiate the chemical reaction. Both cells have an anode, where the oxidation takes place, and a cathode, where the reduction occurs. How can you remember this? Simple trick. Anode and oxidation both start with a vowel. Cathode and reduction both start with a consonant. Let's take a closer look at the setup. A galvanic cell has two half cells, one with an anode, the other one with a cathode. These two half cells can, for example, be two beakers that are connected with a salt bridge and the flow of electrons is measured with a voltmeter. Let's make a specific example. Sticking with zinc and copper from our lemon battery, we have zinc metal as an anode in a solution of aqueous zinc to sulfate. In the other beaker, we have copper as a cathode in an aqueous copper to sulfate solution. We now have two half reactions. At the anode, the zinc metal is oxidized and produces zinc-2 cations and two electrons, which go into solution. Experimentally, we would be able to determine that by measuring the metal before and after, the mass will be less. These two electrons flow through the wires and the voltmeter to the cathode, our copper, where they are used in the reduction of copper-2 cations to elemental copper. If we measured the copper metal after the experiment, we would notice that it has gained mass. Our overall reaction, therefore, is solid zinc plus copper 2 plus yields zinc 2 plus plus solid copper. Hello, AP students. Producer Brad here to tell you about the importance of hard work and... Okay, they're gone. Here's the deal. One procrastinator to another, you haven't started studying. Hey, no, you don't need to lie to me or make up excuses. You're among friends. 
we're in the trust tree, okay? Now, like I was saying, you haven't started studying, and I haven't started editing the episode you're listening to. But guess what? It doesn't matter. We thrive under pressure. Does awesome stuff happen when you carefully plan for months and months? No. Awesome stuff happens at the end, when the clock is winding down. Hail Mary touchdown passes, buzzer beaters from half court, walk-off grand slams, fireworks, dessert, every action movie ever. This is when legends are born. With that being said, it doesn't hurt to give the material a once-over. That's where the binge comes in. Sign up for a virtual binge review session today at theabsoluterecap.com. That's the A-P-S-O-L-U-T-E recap.com. And then go be awesome like your hero, me. You notice that while this reaction is occurring, the half cell with zinc loses two electrons and the half cell with copper gains two electrons. To balance out the charges, we connect both cells with a salt bridge that is filled with an inert ionic solution, maybe with sodium chloride. The chloride anions flow to the anode. The zinc half cell and the sodium cations flow to the cathode, the copper half cell. Without the salt bridge, the cell wouldn't work. There can be some variations to this setup. We can replace the metal anode or cathode with an inert solid, like platinum, if we have gaseous or liquid reactants or products. Electrolytic cells also have anodes and cathodes, but these are in the same container, which means you don't need a salt bridge. What you will need, though, is a power source because electrolytic cells contain reactions that are thermodynamically unfavored, and therefore, the chemical reaction needs electrical energy that can be converted to chemical energy. Equivalent to the galvanic cells, electrons flow from the anode to the cathode, but in this case, via power source. The anode and cathode are submerged in an aqueous ionic solution, or a molten ionic compound. Since we don't have a salt bridge and the reaction is within the same container, the charges balance by a flow of cations to the cathode and anions to the anode. When you look at images of galvanic cells and electrolytic cells, you often see the anode and cathode labeled with positive and negative. You will not have to label the electrodes with positive or negative. You will need to be able to identify where oxidation happens at the anode and where reduction happens at the cathode, but not the sign of the electrode. To recap, galvanic cells convert energy released by thermodynamically favored redox reactions to electrical energy. Electrolytic cells involve thermodynamically unfavored redox reactions and need an external power supply. Both electrochemical cells have an anode and a cathode, and electrons flow from the anode to cathode. Galvanic cells are usually set up with two half cells and a salt bridge. Electrolytic cells are within one container and require an external power supply. Coming up next on the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition, electrolysis. Today's question of the day is about batteries. What metal oxide is used in common household batteries? For the answer to the question of the day, please follow us on Instagram at the Absolute Recap. That's the A-P-S-O-L-U-T-E Recap. 
Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. For updates on episode schedules, study guides, and to contact us with questions and suggestions, please visit our website, theabsoluterecap.com. The Absolute Recap is produced by Brad Kingett with music by Zach Caruso. Today's episode was written by Sarah Rader. Time's up, Bunsen burners off. Thank you for listening to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition. AP is a registered trademark of the College Board. Copyright 2020, Absolute Recap, LLC. All rights reserved.